Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. As you can see, we here at CR are continuing our coverage of the 2021 NCAA Tennis Championships with a little media day action here between the round of 16 and quarterfinals, what the NCAA and USTA are doing. are offering the head coaches and one player from each of the remaining 16 teams. What we're attempting to do is speak to all of those players, all of those coaches to best prepare all of you listeners for the home stretch of this 2021 college tennis season. Now, who are you going to be hearing from on this? podcast, I'll tell you, you're going to hear from Georgia women's head coach Jeff Wallace, as well as number one singles player Katarina Jokic. You're also going to hear from NC State coach Simon Earnshaw, as well as his number one singles player Anna Rogers, and then, of course, a familiar favorite here on our Cracked Interviews podcast, Baylor men's tennis head coach Michael Woodson, joined by Adrian Boitan to answer a few of our questions. Of course, again, be on the lookout for this feed throughout the day as we try to hit all 16. Unfortunately, not sure I'm going to be able to do that. I have some other podcasts, other radio things I'm supposed to do planned throughout the day. But of course, we are, uh, you know, fully attempting to have all of you listeners again best prepared for the home stretch of this college tennis season. So once again, who you're going to hear from? The Georgia women here. You're going to hear from the NC State women. You're also going to hear from the Baylor men. Of course, the reason we're able to do this day in day out because of the support we get from all of you listeners, from our Crack Rackets uh, Patreon family, and of course from our friends at Midwest Sports. Go to MidwestSports.com, use that promo code CR15 to get 15% off your order. Free two-day shipping on all orders exceeding $75. Best of all, a free can of Wilson Extra Duty Tennis Balls, MidwestSports.com. The promo code is CR15. But without further ado, let's get to another from the presser segment, an NCAA edition of the show where, again, you're going to hear from Coach Wallace and Katarina Jokic of Georgia. You're going to hear from Coach Earnshaw and Anna Rogers of NC State. And then you'll hear from Coach Woodson and Adrian Boitan of Baylor. Without further ado, Westoff, roll the segment. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Georgia women's tennis head coach Jeff Wallace and player Katarina Jokic. Really, really hot out. And I'm curious how you thought your team handled the conditions and how, uh, concern's the wrong word, but how you guys plan to make sure physically you're good to go in your next match. Well, I mean, I think that, yeah, it's it's hot out. I mean, I think for all the teams, it's, you know, now the weather's changing a little bit. And, uh, 
Um, and, and so it's, it's hotter than probably what we're all used to. Uh, uh, at the same time, I don't think it's, it's not like we're having 98 degrees and all that, you know, too. So, yeah, we got to do the little things right. We got to stay hydrated and, and get our rest. I mean, I think for us, it's a situation where it's different when you play, you know, four matches in a row or three matches in a row back to back. But I mean, you know, the Virginia match seems like it was a month ago because you got two days off in between. And, and, uh, and then for the teams that get through the next one, we have another day off. So, I mean, I think these days off certainly do help, but you, you've got to, you know, eat right and get your rest and, and certainly hydrate and, and, uh, and, you know, do all the things that championship athletes do. Absolutely, and a, and a question for you, Katarina, if I may. Obviously, uh, you weren't able to finish your match yesterday, but I'm curious, A, how much scoreboard watching you do during the course of a match, and B, how important it was for you to just get that first set for the rest of your teammates in what was clearly a competitive match? Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, the girl that I played was really good, and it was a battle for sure. Um, and just seeing, like, you know, other people in the battle too, and that, like, I feel like I have to, like, I, I was super motivated to play for my team because, you know, it's my last year and it's like an extra, uh, extra motivation for me. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I was super happy with the way I played and fortunately we didn't get to finish, but other people did and I'm super happy about that. So, um, yeah, just looking forward to the next one. You know, I'll also add the scoreboard watching. I mean, this is not an easy facility to scoreboard watch because, I mean, even as a coach, I, it's hard to tell what's going on in some of the other courts with the way they've got the scoreboards positioned. Uh, certainly not the way I would do it, but uh, I remember in 19 they had the big scoreboard at the very end so you could actually see what was going on in every match and and they've got the scoreboard you know in the center there now the fans have a good view of it but you have to almost get directly behind it and have binoculars when you're my age to see it and then where they've got all the courts uh you know individual courts i mean you have to get one court away to see what the score is there so i can tell you that probably really wasn't a lot of scoreboard watching in this tournament because it's pretty hard to see now we'll work on a signal. I'll let you know how many first sets you have the rest of the way. Well, but, um, yeah, we, we trust me. We already got that set up, but I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> Good to know. But if I may throw one more, just fun one to both of you, because you could see the emotion on Leah's face for her to be able to come back, win that match, seven six in the third. Uh, obviously, if you guys could both speak to her performance, and then for her to wear long sleeves in those conditions, are you guys like, are you insane? Because that that looks crazy to me. I'll let her teammate handle that one. <laughs> well, yeah, we always wonder. We always ask her, like, or make, like, kind of jokes, like, why are you wearing long sleeves? But we know why. She just, like, it's the sun, and she just is kind of, I guess, careful about it. So that's the that's the reason. But, yeah, I bet she was very hot playing in long sleeves. So. I mean, I don't care if she comes out in a wetsuit. When she plays like that, she can wear whatever she wants as long as it has a Nike swoosh on it. We're good to go. Yeah, awesome. And just I'm curious, Kat, seeing her performance playing next to her, what she thought of it. Yeah, I mean, Leah usually doesn't show, like, much emotion, which is totally fine. Like, we're used to it, and that's who she is. And um, But seeing her yesterday, like, double fist pumping and looking at me and, like, cheering for me, saying, go, cat, that was, like, incredible. It was probably my favorite. The favorite part of my match was when she looked at me. She was, I think, it was close in the third set. She looks at me, and she goes, let's go, cat. And I was like, okay, like, we got this. It was, it was amazing. <laughs> 
So. You know, you talked about she's a newcomer of the year, and, and I think when you're like this one here, a seasoned veteran, uh, you, you know why you're out there playing and what you're doing. Uh, you're a newcomer. You, you realize how incredible college tennis is when you start playing for your teammates, and clearly that was on her mind yesterday, and I think that really helped her get through that battle. Awesome. Well, congratulations to you both. Good luck the rest of the way. Thank, Thank you. you. NC State women's tennis head coach Simon Earnshaw and player Anna Rogers. Awesome. Thank you and appreciate the name drop, Coach, always. Um, and by the way, I think that's the first time I've heard cannibalized and microcosm in an answer here this year. So congratulations to you on that. But, uh, you know, my question to you guys, first ever quarterfinal, obviously, in program history. To do it with this group, uh, to have these seniors experience this success, what does that mean to you, Coach? Well, look, I mean, we had to win 37 matches to get to this point. If you add last year into this, I don't think that, and it's the same for the other teams. I don't think there's probably, never mind our group, but all of the teams that are here, we've probably had to win more matches between all of us than anybody to get to this point. So, I, you know, I think that, I, I never like to say that people deserve this. I think they've earned it. And uh, this group, more than anyone, I felt we've had such momentum with the program the last two to three years that uh, my biggest concern was that when we stopped that we might be the ones that were hurt the most by it because we've just worked and plugged our way through this to try and uh, catch up to everybody else and right in the moment that we did last February and March then we stopped and certainly we weren't able to do what we had done to get to that point but you know all credit to the players it was a little rough at the beginning but we've been able to just piece this thing back together. We managed to really start looking like we did in early 2020 in March and April. And uh, here we are. And I, and I feel like we're comfortable with this now. Just like we were first time we made the indoors in 2019. We just kind of, whoo-hoo, this is fantastic. We're here, you know, uh, just having some fun. And then the second time we actually wanted to... Uh, do something, and uh, I, you know, I have no doubt that we're probably going to play our best match of the year tomorrow, and uh, I'm sure Georgia will as well. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. I want to ask about that match momentarily, but uh, to you, Anna, you and Alana yesterday, 6-1 win at that number one doubles position. You guys just look so comfortable together. Obviously, you've played now a couple of seasons as well. What's clicking so well for the both of you? Why have you been able to experience so much success of late? Um, so we've played together for three. This is your third year. Yeah. This is our third year together. So we're very comfortable at this point. Um, I think our personalities work really well together. She's more of the chill, relaxed one who doesn't really get as emotional. And I'm kind of like the energetic, very emotional, gets really angry <laughs> one. So it balances out. Um, but we're also really aggressive. We're probably the tallest doubles team in the NCAA tournament, or just in the country maybe. Uh, so we really count on our serves. We stay aggressive at the net. Um, a month or two ago, we were a little rough. It was pretty tough to get through some of the matches, but I think recently we've really picked it up. And yesterday was probably, or a couple of days ago when we played, was probably the best 
match that we've played all season, it, and it just felt so nice. I mean, I'd rather play better at the end than better at the beginning and then rougher at the end. So we've been able to work together for a really long time now, and hopefully it'll pay off. Mm-hmm. No, a fact check, you guys are the tallest, so that's true. So it's a, I understand why you'd say that. But, um, you know, uh, to talk about tomorrow's match, you guys play a Georgia team that you beat 4-1 at the National Indoors. And, you know, I was at that match with such an impressive performance from you all. What's it going to take to replicate that tomorrow? And, you know, that's a question for both of you. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, that, was, that was, you know, one of our better matches since I've been the coach here. Um, we kind of had it all clicking. <laughs> we didn't really come off the best match the day before, though, uh, and that's obviously not the case this time. We um, we felt we should have done better against UNC back there in Chicago the day before, and obviously you were playing three days in a row, and we're not doing that here either. Um, what have we got to do? I mean, look, we're going to have to do the things that we do well, play our brand of tennis, and hopefully, you know, that gives us... Uh, enough sticking power uh, to arrive at a point where a pathway uh, to four points presents itself. I don't think we go in there thinking that it's just going to be straightforward. I don't think any match just completely goes as planned. In some ways, that match in Chicago was almost a little bit too much that way, right? We just got out to a big lead, both in doubles and singles, and were able to ride that all the way to the finish. Uh, that can happen indoors, outdoors. You're going to have to fight a lot harder, right? You've got to expect it to be some adjustments. I don't think many of the matchups are going to be the same, particularly in singles. Maybe there's going to be none of them that are going to be the same. So it's it's look, it's a different match. We can draw confidence from the last match, and and definitely uh, we've played Georgia now. This will be the fourth time we've played Georgia the last five years. Our first sort of foray of any note in 2017, we played at Georgia and as freshman year. So it's, it's really kind of, uh, you know, the right opponent for this moment for us. And, uh, you know, we're looking forward to it and excited about it. Mm-hmm. Same, just quickly to Anna, you, you've got Kat tomorrow. She's been one of, if not the best player in the country since you guys both entered college tennis. What's it going to take to get the job done? Um, honestly, I'm just going to play my game. I'm going to go out there, have some fun, enjoy the moment. And she's a great player. And I think the last time I played her, we had a really good match. I think it was sophomore year, maybe. Played in Seattle in uh, 2019. Yeah, 2019. Yeah. And I think it was 6-4 in the third. Um, she's a really great competitor. She moves well, solid. Um, I definitely need to bring my A game. And I'm just ready to compete for every single point for my team. So that's all that really matters. And whatever happens, happens. If I win, great. If I lose, hopefully my other teammates can pick up the slack. But all I know is I am going to compete hard, if not the hardest, and the rest of my team will as well. Awesome. Well, congratulations to you both. Good luck tomorrow. Thank you. Baylor men's tennis head coach Michael Woodson and player Adrian Boyton. Thank you and congratulations, coach. Congratulations, Adrian, on the win. Uh, for you first, coach, 
four, five, six doubles. That's a recipe you guys have had success with throughout the year. But, you know, those three are your super seniors, yet they're the three that have never competed in an NCAA round of 16. So for them to get that victory, what does that mean for you guys moving forward and your thoughts on their performance? I thought they were fantastic. I mean, I know Charlie went three sets, but I think the way that he problem solved what was a, a great performance from the Ole Miss player was was excellent. I thought he executed really well down the stretch, exuded confidence, um, and really earned it. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, what can I say about Nick and Spencer? I think that was a direct quote from the article written about them the other day. Um, I, you know, they're, they're just so solid. They're so reliable. Uh, they're confident in their abilities. They're even killed, handle the pressure extremely well. Um, you know, they're just a tough out. And if you look across the net and you got a freshman or somebody that hasn't, I mean, yeah, maybe they haven't been in this moment, but they've been in a lot more moments of pressure and big situations than their opponents. And that gives them a lot of confidence and, and it gives everybody playing next to them and off the court a lot of confidence in them. Is that the first time Nick's finished first? It's got to be, right? Uh, you know, actually, he finished first against Oklahoma on February uh, 6th, 5th, February 5th. He won 4-0 against Mark Mandlick, and he was off really, really fast. Um, but it, and it looked a lot like that match. I think he kind of broke the spirit of his opponent, and the guy went away. Um, but it isn't usually the case. So uh, it's, it's nice to see Nick get off quick. Uh, absolutely. And to you, Adrian, I know you weren't able to finish yesterday. I'm curious, when you're playing someone like Tim, who is going to take that big rip in the ball uh, early in the point, who wants to get you on your back foot, how do you adjust throughout the course of that match? What were you doing to start the third to kind of reassert uh, yourself? I mean, look, whenever I'm on the on the baseline game, like, um, I feel like I'm in a good spot. When it like, doesn't matter who am I playing. I feel like as long as I'm hitting ground strokes from the baseline, I'm in a good position. And even like when I attack and I'm with the net uh, volleying, now my volleys are getting better and better and I feel more confident covering the court over there. So, I mean, I probably needed 20 more minutes or 10 more minutes to finish that match yesterday, but it, it wasn't meant to be, but it's, it's fine. We, we won, we got through it. So now we're, ne- we're ready for TCU. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. My last question uh, to you, Coach, because you know Sven has struggled all season long. For him to just get that second set, get a little confidence under his belt, uh, you know, your thoughts on his performance, what that means moving forward. I mean, if you look at what he's done the last five matches, you know, we've been talking about it. I, you know, Matias said it uh, in our meeting right before the tournament started. Just that. Uh, you know, it's been a tough year for Sven, but we know when we need him, we're going to be able to count on him. He's going to give his best stuff. And he's been in these moments before, and we know he's going to compete well. He's done a phenomenal job in the doubles. I mean, they're absolutely dominating teams at number one doubles, um, you know, yesterday included. And, um, you know, he won easily against Fernley last time they played. Uh, he was up a set against Cleve Harper in the finals of the Big 12 tournament. He, you know, and, and he had success uh, in both matches last weekend in the round of 64 and 32. And, uh, you know, I think he just outcompeted the guy uh, at the end of the second set. And, and that's what I expect out of a guy with so much experience like Sven. And, and you know, it's a tough matchup against a really good player. Maybe that's their best point, if I had to guess, um, on paper. And, uh, you know, I was really proud to see him uh you know dig in and and tough it out there and and felt like he was in a good position um with momentum you know moving down the third set if we needed him absolutely well congrats to you both good luck the rest of the way thanks
Hope all of you enjoyed our conversations with the Georgia women, NC State women, and Baylor men. Again, a thank you to the USTA NCAA for setting this media day up. Unfortunately, due to some prior commitments, I've already missed three of these sessions, but rest assured, I will do my best to make up with those coaches' players on the back end so that you can hear from all 16 of the remaining teams. And of course, we're a little bit behind, but I'm trying to get out those round of 16 recaps. Mini break podcast will be available for you. It's not just going to be Chris Hallior's. We've got some really fun guests hopefully planned for the rest of this week. So again, if you have missed any of our coverage of this NCAA tournament, you can catch up with it all on our website, crackrackets.com. You need the more immediate updates, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. We are at Cracked Rackets. If you want to follow me directly, I'm at Great Shot Pod. Shout out as always to super producers, Max Fleer and Daniel Westoff for the of any job they do day in, day out. Shout out as well to our friends at Midwest Sports. Go to MidwestSports.com. Use that promo code CR15 to get 15% off your order. But for the Georgia women, NC State women, and Baylor men, for super producers Max Fligner and Daniel Westoff, for our friends at Midwest Sports, and from all of us here at both Crack Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You've been listening to another edition of the Crack Interviews Podcast. Stay safe, stay healthy. We'll talk to you all soon. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone.